Welcome to the Smile Strong Podcast, where women who were made for more learn to smile stronger every day. talk about something that I get a lot of questions and messages about, and that is the genetic mutation MTHFR. I've shared a little bit about it here and there on my social media, and I decided it's time to talk about it just a little bit more in depth. Remember, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just going to be sharing my experience with being diagnosed with MTHFR. Personally, I never heard of MTHFR until I saw it in some of the cleft mom groups that I'm a part of on Facebook. I started noticing things about it in between my pregnancies, so I did ask our genetic counselor if it was something that I needed to be tested for before trying for our second baby, and she assured me that a lot of people have this gene mutation and that I didn't need to be worried, so I just went with that. I really had no idea what was beyond that and I didn't even really look into it anymore until about 10 months after I had given birth to our second who you know was also born with a cleft and at the time I was struggling with my own health I was struggling with all of these things on and off for about three years with candida overgrowth body rashes brain symptoms like anxiety OCD-like symptoms, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about, like, needing the curtains to be straight. I'm talking more intrusive thoughts and the need for control and feeling very overwhelmed if I wasn't. Also, my PCOS was out of control, and I've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism for seven years now. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, seven years because I found out about it when we were trying to conceive with Jack. And John and I were just talking about this the other day. Like, it is the craziest story and we are laughing so hard because I was seeing this endocrinologist who, I kid you not, she, like, crazy. John would drop me off at the door. I would go in and they would tell me that it was going to be a couple of hours until the doctor could see me. So sometimes I would go in and I would say, okay, I'm going to be right back. I'll go to Target for a couple of hours. I'll be back. And one day John was in there with me and we were, she was reading over my labs or something. And we just kept looking at each other because she had this open head wound and we're like, what is going on? Like, can this lady even really help me with my health? Because it does not look like she's taking care of herself at all. And so it just makes me laugh because I totally think about how, you know, difficult it can be to find the right doctor sometimes, someone who is a good match for you. And you just feel like you're going through the weeds trying to take care of yourself, but at the same time, it's the journey is meeting you with all of the difficulties and like resistance and things like that. So eventually I ditched her for a reproductive endocrinologist with no head wounds, and she even did telehealth. That was in 2017, so like way before the times of telehealth on time, and really helped me get my levels right. And that 
day, a couple, you know, like a month or two later, when they called me to tell me that my TSH levels were perfect, that was the same exact day that we found out that I was pregnant with Jack. So uh, endocrinology has been a big part of my specialist team for a while now, but after having my second at that 10-month mark that I was talking about, um, after having him, I was just feeling really, really terrible. I was going to different doctors. I was going to all different kinds of specialists and being referred around, and no one could give me any answers. And simultaneously, I was trying to do a bunch of things on my own, which had me spiraling with those brain symptoms that I was having because it was like an all or nothing kind of thing where I fell into this deep hole of living non-toxic. And if you live in the world around us, I mean, low tox, that's a great thing to get into. But I was just taking it to the umpteenth level where like, I, I wasn't even recognizing myself because I stopped wearing makeup completely, partially because my uh, facial skin like was so bad with um, the skin issues that I was having, but mostly because I felt like that's just another thing that I'm pu- like putting in my body that's toxic. And it was just way over the top. And I felt like just so defeated, really. And it was super frustrating. I felt really hopeless. And eventually I got to a much healthier place where I was able to um, eliminate some things and be in a place where I'm at now. But um, at that point, I made an appointment with a functional medicine doctor who really, really helped me. And my experience there was so incredible that when I had my initial consultation with him, he actually asked me, have you ever been tested for MTHFR? And I think my jaw probably dropped because I was like, oh my gosh, this thing that I read about and I even called our genetic counselor and asked her if I should be tested for this. Are you kidding me? Now I've had two cleft affected children and you're asking me if I've been tested for this? And I just said, no, like, should I have been? And I I told him that, about that experience of me asking if I should be tested for it. And he was so kind. He explained what the gene mutation is to me in simple terms. And I'm going to explain that to you in just a second. But he did recommend me getting tested. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that MTHFR and cleft are directly related. It's super controversial, first of all. And second of all, I... Uh, no, first of all, I'm not a doctor. But, you know, what I can say is that with the combination of my symptoms and having two cleft affected children, that was a huge indicator for him to get me tested for this. So I am super glad that I was tested for it and have been able to take measures in my own life to feel better. And one of the most important things was how he made me feel. Because somewhere along the line, like I said, I had brought up that I was feeling really stressed out in the moment then because I felt like, oh my gosh, did I totally mess this up? Should I have been tested for this before having any more kids? And he just really assured me, like, just emotionally, point blank, what are your emotional attachments to getting this test done? And that meant a lot to me because 
just the thought that he was acknowledging that there were going to be emotions that would come with getting tested. And he really made it clear to me that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And honestly, even if you do know, it doesn't mean that there would have been there's no guarantee that there would have been a different outcome. And so there can't be any guilt attached to this kind of diagnosis. And I want you to know that too, as we talk about this and really dive into my experience with MTHFR. For me, I was in a place where I was hurting medically. And if I was getting tested for this and that meant getting diagnosed and that meant that I was able to help myself. That's the point of desperation I was at. My quality of life and even my kids' quality of life, if I was able to help that, then that meant that that's what I was going to do. And I'm also a firm believer that my kids are exactly who they're meant to be. And while I would love to take away the pain that they have to go through with cleft, um, I think this can be true for any thing in motherhood, you know, as mom, we want to take the hard things away. And sometimes, even though it's really hard to sit with, we can't. But sometimes we can only do our best. And in this moment, I knew that that's what I was doing was getting tested was doing my best for myself and for my kids. All right, so I'm going to explain this the way that he explained it to me in my terms and the most simple way that I can put it. So imagine that you have two places for the MTHFR genes. Picture it as one on your right and one on your left. You can't see my hands, but I'm making the motions. One side represents your mom and the other represents your dad. And you can have one mutation of the gene, but only one from each parent. Making the maximum that you can have is two. So you could be totally unaffected, you could have one copy, one mutation, or you could have the maximum copies of having two, two mutations. And the results of my test did come back and I have two mutations of the gene. So like, what does that mean? How does that affect me? And basically, we're gonna talk about methylation because methylation is a process within the body that essentially exists to control so much of what our bodies do. And the biggest thing is detox. Detox, detox, detox. When your body is not methylating properly, functioning properly, you're not detoxing the way that you should be. So heavy metals, environmental toxins, you know, helping your immune system get rid of free radicals, man, like our methylation process manages our nervous system functions, sensory processing. You get the picture. I mean, it controls so much. My homocysteine levels, which is an amino acid that your body produces, uh, those levels were through the roof. And that means that you have major inflammation. And Because of having the two copies of MTHFR, my body is obviously not detoxifying properly and methylating the way that a body should methylate. But what do you do when you know that that's what's going on with you, you know? Like, how do you take care of that? And 
some of the things that I do and I've incorporated into my own personal routine are things like dry brushing and detox baths and obviously exercising and working out is a huge part of my life. And that's because sweating in a way that is flushing out toxins is really good for me. There are some things that I would like to add into my routine eventually, things like a sauna routine and cryotherapy. I, you know, have a background in the spa industry and I'm very aware of cellular regeneration and detoxification and the lymphatic system and just how much of our lifestyle dictates the way that we age and the power that we really have in our hands to impact our genetic expression. And I've seen people do the cryotherapy. I have yet to try it, but um, I really think that first of all, it's like something mentally. I think it's just a really cool thing to do mentally and um, be able to do that, but also has amazing health benefits and ties into all of this. So um, the biggest way and most helpful way that you can manage MTHFR is in nutrition. Nutrition is so powerful and what we put into our bodies pretty much defines our genes. And um, as someone who does have this genetic mutation that really hits home to me because like I've seen the damage of what MTHFR looks like when it's not being taken care of, when it's being neglected, when stress is taking over and inflammation is taking over in your body and just that helpless feeling that I had. And um, gluten food items that are on the shelves at the store and highly processed, things like cereals, breads, flours that are enriched. I never knew this before learning about MTHFR, but that enriched part is actually synthetic vitamins that are added into those things uh, to supplement. And really, whenever you aren't methylating properly, you're not able to take those synthetic vitamins in and they can't be handled by someone who isn't methylating or methylating well. So my, you know, just a suggestion is first thing, we've got to cut that out. Synthetic vitamins are in so much and my other suggestion is just like reading labels. That's the biggest thing. You have to read labels. And if it's listed as folic acid, we're going to stay away from that as much as possible. And instead, we're going to supplement with already methylated folate and B vitamins. I know that there's a lot of controversy on this topic. And I truly, as someone who has two copies of this gene, I'm like, but why? You know, our diets are the way we take care of ourselves and detoxify. And I think that we can all have more of an awareness to take care of our bodies in the best way possible. I mean, really, what is anybody losing by taking care of themselves? And we can't control everything, just like we talked about, but you are not just your genes. There's so much more to who you are as a person. And I would hate to see you live your life feeling helpless, hopeless, regardless of what the diagnosis that you may be facing or that the medical issue that you may be facing. Maybe it's not MTHFR, but letting that dim your light and the things that you're really capable of doing in this life, you're worth so much more than that. So it all goes back to identity. You get to decide 
What choices are you committing to making to feel good? I hope that this episode was insightful for you and that you learned something. And most of all, that you just learned that it is never the wrong time to take care of yourself. You can always reach out at support at thecleftmomresource.com or over on Instagram at Alyssa M. Messick. And don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone who you know will find value in it.